This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG 13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Secrets A to Z. My name is Anthony Resta, and we're having a special edition um, add-on to the Medazzaland series with a song that we somehow missed. Uh, it's called Big Bang Generation, and I've got Bob St. John here today, and I had a lot of uh, people write me and say, hey, what about Big Bang Generation? I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I remember, I remember liking the song when we did it, although it was one of the simpler mixes on the record, if I remember right. Yeah, we're going um, we're gonna to play it. You know, I, for some reason, when you mention the song, I just have a visual of me sitting on the floor near one of the delay <laughs> units in the rack, and I have no idea what I was doing on the floor. I was turning a knob, obviously, but um, well, let's, let's, let's take let's, a listen to let's it. Let's listen to it and yeah. see if it jars any memories.
trippy, man. What in the world? <laughs> so, you know, while I'm listening back to the track, I, I wanted to see the lyrics, and I came across songmeanings.com, and, and, and what people think the song is about, I'm pretty sure is not what it's about. Something about Doctor Who or something? There's something here about, you know, um, the song seems to be about an alternative universe. Simon's in the Big Bang Generation yeah. actually means he's outside his own body. Is that what it is? And he's trying. I never really understood the the, what the lyrics were about. I thought it was just kind of like. I'm pretty sure that isn't what it's about. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, somebody said the default is must be about drugs. Yeah, I I think it's about like a subculture of some sort. You know, like an underground, cool, you know, indie alternative hip scene that we were kind of trying to be a part of at that time without even trying. Really, I think you know, there's those all those chord changes are brilliant. I mean, let's talk a little bit about Warren being you know Zappa alumni. And the, I mean, seriously, I, yeah, you know, the, 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 I remember when we were mixing the song and us marveling at that pattern with the loop. I mean, the, the song, you know, it's an audio loop and jam man orgasm to begin with. Sure. There's just so much going on. Yeah. I mean, the chorus is, you know, on the, over here, it sounds like a bit of a noise fest, but I remember mixing it. I'm pretty proud of the fact that you actually can hear everything if you choose yep. to listen to it it's one yeah. of those things where you have to listen to it nine or ten times to even get the depth of what we put in there there's um you know warren's you know a musical savant of sorts i mean he really is a, a genius level when it comes to music theory you know he can you know tell you why giant steps works the way it does and like play it at 180 bpm i mean he's just like there's nothing that he doesn't understand in music you know he's into all that you know uh, albon berg and i mean he's you know 12 tone i mean so what's going on in this song you know just let's just talk about the intro lick that that jam man riff with the angular motion of that bass line just that alone is is a study okay and that's before there's like two more modulations i mean this song is just i mean it's just a perfect example of how deep his musical mind is and i I don't think i talked enough about how wonderful and deep his musical mind is during this entire podcast until the last song and i feel a little bad about that but um, now i'm coming clean well he just processes music differently than the rest of us do you know i I saw that when we worked with him just he doesn't hear it the way you and i hear it (laughs) for sure yeah he's 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 on another level He, he really is I'd like to look at, and I haven't done this, and I probably, if I'd done my homework, I'd be more prepared, but uh, I would like to see, like, the Roman numerals of what's happening in that song, because it's quite a study. Uh, it really is. And and it doesn't sound, uh, what's the word, like, you know, obtuse or, like, you know, too, like, muso, like... Well, that, that's that's Warren's genius with yeah. this stuff, is that you know, he can take something that, that is incredibly complicated and make it memorable in a very pop sense sort of way. Absolutely. You know, I think, I think that's... You know, like, you can go back to missing persons with that, too. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And, and Ordinary World, I mean, if you ever, if you study those chord changes, they're mm-hmm. just amazing. Brilliant what he yeah. does. So, Do you know how he ended up to be, to be in Duran Duran? You know, I don't really know that story. I'm sure lots of our listeners probably know more than... And that would be interesting to hear about, I wonder. I, I got a wonderful message today, and I think I'm going to read read it. Um, this is a little mm-hmm. bit like off the, the beaten uh, path of what we're supposed to be talking about, but I just it just hit me right now. Um, you know, I've been getting dozens of, and I need to forward some more of these to you, Bob, um, of just incredible messages on Twitter and um, Instagram and, and, and even, even through like the, the studio secrets website, it's, 
it's just it's mind-boggling how much love has come out of the woodwork for this album people calling it a masterpiece their most experimental work and it's just i'm just going to read you one that i got just today okay and uh, it says anthony i've been listening to the podcast series on Medazalan. It's incredible. Thank you for sharing such intimate stories and insight into my favorite album of all time. This record holds a special place in my heart. I was only 11 years old, and my parents had recently been divorced. In a, in a rare move, my dad won custody. Duran was his favorite band, and when Medazzalin came out, he said, you got to hear this. I picked up the new Duran album, and I think it's one of the most incredible things I've ever heard. Oh, where is it? Um, he said most of a lot of their albums have like after big thing had just way too much filler but Medazzalan was different it was brave conceptual it took a journey from the moment you turned it on and uh, pressed play from the title track to the slam on the steel door at the end of undergoing treatment dad and I bonded over this record there was so much heartache over my broken family in 1997 the record was the soundtrack of our lives later in the year when Dad uh, and I were turning a leaf. Thank you for being a huge part of that. It was so magical. We lost Dad to cancer in 2007, and every time I put on Medazzalin, I'm transported back to when he and I were the best of friends. I mean, I freaking got teary, you know? I mean, it's That's stuff very like, cool. You know, just stuff like that. I mean, it's just been overwhelming, you know? It's uh yeah, it's, it's the 25th year anniversary, and it's been a wonderful thing to and do. How this. cool is it to be just part of the soundtrack of somebody's life that we don't even know? And I'm glad they took the time to write and appreciate that. Yeah, I, I said that, and I said to my daughter today, I read it to her, and I said, this is like the biggest reward that you can get as an artist and being in, in, in the music business. I mean, those kind of things make me feel like there is a reason to be alive and do what I do. It's like, you know, it's one thing to make a living, but there's it, to, to touch people and move people. It's another whole thing, you know, yeah, it's mm -hmm. profound totally. and totally. it's, and it's priceless. So thank you. Good night. Oh, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about, and a, yeah. And, and a technical note, the vocal sound of this is unique. It's different from any other um, that's on the entire disc. And the reason that uh, my earliest memory of the song, or the, pretty much my only memory at the moment until I heard it, was me sitting on the floor is because that vocal is a bell delay line. It was in the rack at uh, Metropolis. And I remember sitting on the floor manipulating the modulation on it to get that particular sort of weird, phasey, spacey sort of sound. Oh, it's super it cool. Actually, the, it, it shows up also on... Uh, on Barbarella at the end of the song. Okay. The thing where he's doing the, the she's so fine, she's all mine, and then yeah. as, it, as it fades, it goes, it's because I was yanking at the knob to get an effect, and we just caught it just right when we did it. But it's actually on the whole vocal, except when the chorus kicks in. Oh, wow, that's I remember so cool. when I mixed this, why I liked this song is because I was really proud of how the verses had this certain very spacey atmosphere, and then it just kind of like opens up like you're looking at the Milky Way. Yeah, it really you know? does. And the chorus. I I hadn't heard that breakdown in so long. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, well, it sounds, for, it sounds like a space trolley coming through the mix, but that that was probably my biggest contribution to the song because most of it was Warren's, you know, all his jam man loops and everything. It was really well constructed, and then you know I decided to come up with that together. We came up with that noise breakdown, and that was some analog beatboxes. I mean, I had a little a little plastic six two six that I carried around with me. Um, and it, it was just running like, you know, beatbox stuff through like crazy effects. I mean, I think I might've had, what year was that? I wonder if I had my fireworks. I just remember uh, doing 96, some. 
ninety eight, ninety. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I did. I think I had it. Um, anyway, we just we used to just run stuff through stuff. I mean, I love the Eventide. That was sort of like my thing at the time is running beatboxes through the Eventide and just messing around with them. <laughs> I don't have a ton of memories on this, but you know, our producer Greg here just reminded me. A lot of times, I forget to to go over like the basic stuff, like who, what, where, why. <laughs> you know, so when when you know where were we when we mixed this? Let's let's talk about those those important <laughs> basic things. That, um, that, that was at Metropolis, and honestly, in the in mixing Metazoland, which we were we were at Metropolis for eight weeks. Okay. It, it's not that wasn't just a mixing job it was an invention where um, was this in the timeline and, um this in the timeline was early on it wasn't too long after barbarella um you know barbarella was was while it wasn't the first song we mixed i think it was the first song we mixed in london okay because remember we had worked in plu and and ball and chain oh i have requests Boston. for those too i have requests yeah. for an addendum of those two but i, th- I don't think i don't think <laughs> you have much good to say about that <laughs> yeah, come on, we got stories. I mean, I've yeah. got the, you know the the infamous Dolby SR decode adventure. Yeah, yeah. So I think we've been over that a bunch there. of times. Yeah, we'll just I think I, we'll I, leave those. I don't, you know, what happened was we did the other interviews, the Rickarston. I've got them all confused now. What I've said and didn't say. It's I'm okay. in trouble. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he'll take out the bad parts. He's friends with them. <laughs> well, you, you, you know, the, the, the thing is, when I was listening to the song, I was reminded of something that goes back to when we were doing the Thank You record. And, you know, we'd send them mixes. And, you know, you and I just, you know, we're, we're way out in the stratosphere anyhow, and we bounce off of each other with this stuff. And, yep. you know, you remember when we had, you know, the mixes of, of you know, white lines where we had that sound that sounded like somebody blowing into a, into a you know, conch shell. Oh, yeah, yeah. So then, you know, we, and then what happened was we would free associate it to the name of something that only you and I understood. Conch fritters. I remember we'd send, yeah, that was, con- we got conch shell, conch fritter. Then the mix just be called just became called the Fritter Frenzy Mix. And these guys would call back and Nick would go, Listen, when you send the mixes, could you just tell us what's different? Because <laughs> uh, he started talking and says, Yes, I've got the Fritter Frenzy Mix here. And I says, Oh, no, no. I think you need the Fritter Full Mix. <laughs> you need the Conch Fritter and, special. Yeah. And, and listening back to that track, I just I remembered we used to label everything. I wish I could see the track sheets that we made from because they'd be priceless. There because was Gigantor. Remember Gigantor? Yeah, there was Gigantor. What about Perry? Remember yep. Perry? Yep. Um, the and uh, that was in the uh, the uh, Oakland funk version of White of White Lines. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get paid money for this. How about that? Oh man, <laughs> I know we are blessed to, to to be able to to do what we love and uh, and get it out to the world. I mean, we really they really yeah. were. Uh, you know, gracious to give us such a great yeah, I really love that, that people get it. I mean, one, one of the things that fascinated me about the internet so early on was I'd go and read reviews of records, especially by fans, yeah. whether it was Extreme or Duran Duran. And sometimes people would be spot on. Sometimes they'd be so far off, you wouldn't know what, what to say. And I just would sit here lurking in the shadows reading it. And, and, you know, that's the beauty of music. Everybody takes their own meaning of one kind or another, you know? Yep. It's, it's true. It, it's that's like poetry. Yeah, it's art. It's art. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so this was fairly early in the in in the mixing. I it wasn't something. I I'm pretty sure it wasn't late in the process or something. Yeah. It was early on. I mean, they got more difficult as they went along. This song wasn't a difficult song. I think this I know, was a song I know we Tinley, probably Tinley, just spent a day mixing. I know Tinley had a lot to do with the the 
the beats and the stuff on this song because that was already done and usually I was a big part of that and in this particular song I was not because uh, I remember like that those were their their loops that they kind of like put together and stuff like that so it was yeah. the er- earlier yeah. on is, is correct and uh, yeah Tinley we've been trying to get him on he hasn't been available I wanted to get him on the, the podcast maybe at some point we could get him on you yeah know. you should you should you know yeah. I've never met him oh my goodness I'm yeah, you did. He serious. came down to the studio one time. He might have come one day, maybe. One day, yeah. yeah kind of tallish guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I he, remember. He came. Yeah, yeah he, he's such a sweet guy. He's and super brilliant uh, with MIDI and stuff. I mean, what he does with their live, what he used to do with their live show is just incredible. He'd have all Warren's racks of, uh, you know, guitar gear, like switching, like, you know, from song to song at, in time with Nick's keyboard patch. I mean, that's like high level genius. That, I mean, wow. Wow. You know, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. He's super, super uh, intelligent, smart, creative guy. So we, we'll try to get Tinley on here at cool. some point. Cool. But uh, what what other things can we bring up? Let's see. Um, you know, we're Metropolis. Um, I, I, I kind of feel like we've covered this one. I'm, yeah. Is there anything yeah, else? It, 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 you know, I, we knew the song was never ex- going to be a single or something. It's basically an album track for sure. I mean, it fits th- into yeah. the, you know, the whole building blocks of the entire record. I mean, you know, it, it has a lot in common with Barbarella. I, I was thinking yeah. about that just now. Um, it's that's got a little bit of Nirvana, a little, yeah. a little bit of Nirvana in there too. Sort yeah. of that angular, like unexpected yeah. guitar change yeah. Yeah. Um, and stuff, which was kind of popular at the time. I don't think it was a, you know, a, a decision somebody made let's get like indie alternative or whatever i think it just happened you know it's aged well i mean that's one of the things i've learned from all these wonderful messages and from all, all these people that have been you know writing me it's in in a lot of respects that it's almost like the album is more appreciated now than it was then it's like it's kind of like we were a little ahead of our time i'd like to say maybe that's egotistical yeah, but I, no i agree i agree you know um, but it's just nice that it's aged so well, you know, because it's it's kind of got its own thing. It's it's, it's it doesn't sound like oh, you know, th- this is like th- that's nineteen ninety seven or whatever it was. Right. It's right. got it's got its own thing. So yeah, it was um, a, actually just a this thrill. whole record is is it's not something where we listen to it and we cringe because it sounds like like a time capsule. Yeah. I still feel yeah. that it feels reasonably fresh. That it's yeah, not, you it, know, you hear some music from that period in time and you just, it's a time capsule. This yeah, doesn't feel yeah. like that. It feels timeless in its own way. Yeah. Would, you, would you agree? Yeah. Yes, I do. And I, I, I think it's just the big, been part of the big thrill of it all um, to, to finally, you know, people seem to be recognizing it. And it's, it's funny, 25 years later, you know, it's just, it's just been a wonderful thing. I hate to see this series end, but at some point we will circle back and do a thank you uh, series too. Cause the Duran yeah. fans have been so wonderful to us and we've got thousands of downloads and just lots of really uh, great love. So we want to keep it going. Awesome. Thank you. was a fun record too. Yeah. We got, there's so many great stories on that one too. We, we got hippie chicks and all kinds of great stuff. So we'll have to <laughs> circle back to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's called clickbait. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I love you and uh, <laughs> thanks for coming. And thanks to all our listeners out there, Studio Secrets A to Z. It's been wonderful to uh, wrap up the uh, Medazzaland series, and we'll be moving on to lots of cool stuff. We got uh, some really exciting things coming up, so stay tuned. Thank you so Thank much, you. guys. Thank you. Bye.
what would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.